You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? Breathe, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! Alright, welcome to another episode of Money Never Sleeps. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And there are a lot of things going on. You have people that are looking at the uh, day-to-day market. The Dow going up, down, sideways, flatlining, soaring, whatever the case may be. That's all well and good if you're if you're trading. It's good to be on top of what's happening. If you're if you're uh, involved in options trading, you have to you have to be on top of it. Uh, and just on on the topic of options trading, if you're doing that, uh, just make sure you're well informed. You know, don't jump into hype, and you know you can get burnt pretty easily in the uh, the options arena. Uh, I do suggest uh, checking out Market Rebels um, and f- you know finding out more about what they're doing. Uh, you have Pete and John Nigerian. They are <laughs> they are the kings. They're the kings of all options. I, I call them. Uh, if you want to learn, uh, these are the guys you learn from. You can always catch them on uh, Market uh, on the Market Rebels website, or you can catch them on uh, CNBC halftime uh, report and fast money uh, but I do advise checking them out uh, they have a plethora of insight to give you that'll help you if you are trading and even if you're investing they the, the insight that they have from their experience and what they've done and what they've seen not just in options trading across the board across the uh, gambit of industries a gambit of of time over the decades what they've learned and what they bring to viewers and listeners so uh, I would check that out okay now uh, I want to move on uh, something interesting transpired uh, I, I found interesting either uh, myself you know um, look the media whether you are a company or a celebrity or whatever the case may be the media is what helps to get your message out the media is what will take, will get, let's say, a movie, will get you the reviews and get you out there in front of people. Them putting you on the cover of a magazine or inside of a magazine or even on the website talking about it, you know, brings it to the public. And this stuff is, uh, it's, it's important. It's important. Um, and if you're you're running for office as a politician, again, you need the media to reach the people. Without the media, you can't reach the people, you know. And something, again, as I said earlier, was interesting to me is that Penske Media, you know, they um, they own Variety. Uh, they just inked a deal to acquire Billboard, Vibe, and the Hollywood Reporter. And that is a big thing because now you're talking about bringing together a wide variety of of um, Hollywood and music-based uh, publications or online presence and, uh, and media outlets that, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting because you have all these under one roof. All of these under one roof. Okay, that can be a good thing or a bad thing, you know, um, control. Okay, dominating an, an arena. 
um, yeah, grant that you have other magazines and websites that that go and and and, and promote uh, entertainment. They talk about entertainment, you know, but when you're talking about powerhouses, you know, Variety is a powerhouse, uh, The Hollywood Reporter, a powerhouse, Vibe, a powerhouse, Billboard, a powerhouse. So I wonder how this is all going to work out for the better of more people, more more, um, more of the entertainment industry. I, I, I don't know. Um, I just thought that was an interesting acquisition and how it, 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 it occurred with no, with no ripples in the water. Uh, you know, you have uh, technology companies, one looks to acquire another and so on and so forth. You know, you have to go through a song and dance to get it done, you know, because a lot of things need to be looked into. I think a lot of things in the media need to be looked into, too, when you have, you know, companies merging. They, they've done it with the Murdochs. They've done it with other companies, you know. Just saying, you know, just take a look at stuff a little deeper before, you know, even on a private level, you have private companies doing this. Doesn't matter, you know, take a look at it and make sure that it's not going to potentially, um, you know, uh, provide some, uh, I guess, a violation of, of sorts or, or cornering a market or just too much control. Um, you know, competition. That's what America is built on, competition. You know, the days of, of Rockefeller, uh, you know, cornering a market <laughs> and oil with Standard Oil, you know, that, that came to an end. Um, so, you know, the uh, the officials, our great officials, they go and they make sure that stuff like this um, doesn't just, uh, isn't just allowed to happen. All right, now moving uh, beyond that, um, it did... Beyond meat, okay, I, I want to talk about these companies, you know, this is, this is important, this is important, you know, over the past, you know, few years, we've seen an, an emergence of alternative meats, alternative meats, plant-based meats, plant-based, you know, eating, and, and just, it's, it's been incredible, you know, they say that the alternative uh, meat market, um, could or is on pace to hit between uh, six and a half and you know seven seven billion, okay, and by 2023, all right, that's uh, that's 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 pretty big. Uh, you have, um, and again, I don't know if those numbers are 100%. Uh, accurate and I'm talking about revenue I'm talking about revenue I'm not talking about valuations I'm not talking about anything I'm talking about you know sales you know what are you selling and how is it coming in and this is the revenue to the company okay that's what I'm talking about um you know you have a few companies that are dominant in the space you know look beyond meat and and the uh the um, impossible uh they are the biggest in that in that realm, but you have Morningstar Farms. They're they're pretty big, okay. You have uh, corn out of the UK. They've been doing it since '85. You know, Legacy Meat also. Um, it, it's I I think that we're gonna have more of this because people are looking for a healthier lifestyle. Okay, you know, meat. Look, it's not going anywhere anytime soon, uh, but it's a good start to have an alternative to, to meat. And, I mean, a good alternative, not, you know, I, I've tasted things that tasted horrible. Okay, I've tasted things that tasted good. You know, I, I when uh, when Burger King had the, um, 
the the impossible whopper i was one of the first to taste it and i said all right this is good it's an alternative to you know a regular whopper and i i do i would eat it okay same way i went to dunkin donuts and i tried there and I think it was the Impossible Sausage or Beyond Sausage or whatever whoever you know uh, supplies them. I tasted that and I did not like it. Okay, it tasted horrible. But then again, you know, it, it's it's all it's all dependent on what what you're used to. You know, if you have it in your mind that uh, a meat alternative is going to taste exactly like meat, meat in every way, shape, and form, you know, then you'll be disappointed. But, you know, it it's about it tasting good. You know, it it tasting good, you know. So them creating this, um, the, the meat alternatives, uh, to, to make it more appealing to the masses, I get it, and I'm with it. I'm with it. And I do, you know, enjoy uh, a plant-based... Uh, deal on my end, you know, so uh, I'm not against that. I'm, I'm pro alternatives, you know, uh, I'm pro plant-based. I, I think that it's it's good, you know, and then plus, you know, you, you're talking about, all right, you're talking about the environmental impact, okay, that that happens from, from livestock, you know, uh, look, when, when you're going and you're farming, you know, and, and there's so many reports out there, you don't need to hear it from me. I'm not an expert in it, but I'll tell you what I think. You know, livestock, you know, they consume an enormous amount of water. You have, you know, look at the the fires that are happening in L.A., San Francisco, and, and the Amazon, so on and so forth. You know, there's something going on, okay? All right, now, am I saying that it has to do with livestock? No. What I'm saying is that, there's, uh, there's there's a lack of balance in the world. There's a lack of balance, and livestock. When you when you have livestock consuming so much water, and they're they're you know they're aiding to the environmental impact with greenhouse gases. Okay, greenhouse gases. This is what will destroy us. Period. The end. All right. And 30 to 40 percent of those greenhouse gases come from livestock. So. Doesn't take a rocket science scientist to figure this out. You know, there's something wrong. So we need alternatives. Okay, as I said, the meat industry isn't going anywhere. You know, they're going to be around because people enjoy it. You know, but you have other companies that are going and, and you know, restaurants and stuff, and they're embracing it as an alternative where they they're even having you know plant-based barbecue where they 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 have the meat that looks like you know meat and they barbecue it and so on and so forth, and people are enjoying it. You know the the meat industry, as I said, you know it's a what three three hundred fifty billion dollar industry in that range, okay. And in the next few years, you know they're they're, they're talking about it hitting you know a trillion. I, I mean, is that going to happen? I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to slow down. People enjoy it, you know. Um, but you also have to look at the the health uh, aspect of it as well. Okay, and what it's doing for you and what it's not. You know, at the end of the day, you want to look at this scientifically. Okay, you know, when you're looking at meat and, and what your, what the body is absorbing from it, it's absorbing four things. Four things, okay? Amino acids, lipids, all right, trace minerals, and lots and lots of water. So if you, you know, this is why, all, you know, meat alternatives, they got the formula. And they created some magic, and they have they made um, the meatless meat, 
tastes good. Okay, and if it's tasting good, it's, you know, it's it's fine. And if it's good for you, that's better, isn't it? So you you, ha you have to look at all of that stuff, um, and it become becomes interesting. All right, so now, you know, Microsoft. Uh, this I, I find uh, less interesting, more like, you know, what is the media, you know, doing? Okay, Microsoft. You know they have their teams. You know Microsoft. You know I I love the, the the company and the transition and the growth and everything else. You know they have their Microsoft teams and the stay-at-home environment. You know it's been thriving. But then so has Zoom and so has Slack and so has other companies. Um, Amazon has been. Again, I remember AWS when it first came out. You know and I was dealing with them and I, I liked what they did. I liked. I mean, the, the customer service and everything was great. You know, Amazon and with their AWS, they have advanced tremendously, tremendously, tremendously. It's a big revenue generator for them. That's, that's what allows Amazon to do all the other things it is doing. Um, and they incorporated, you know, some AI platforms. Their, their, their platforms, their engines, uh, are they have the most advanced technology there. And it's allowing companies to go in there and not have this technology go there, use the technology to go create something and create uh, a platform. Uh, the issue with that is that you're, you're, you're on the backbone of somebody else's, you know, technology. So really, how innovative are you? You know, I mean, I... I mean, I understand that if a company wants to do that for themselves, but as far as creating a company on the backbone of that, I don't know. Uh, Microsoft, uh, just going back to that, Microsoft, you know, with their teams, they made an announcement that they are going to have um, other, you know, they're going to have AI and, and certain other components like Amazon has with their AWS, that they're going to have that and they're going to offer it to their clients. Okay, that's going to give AWS a little competition. But, you know, Microsoft, they have Azure. They have their, their own cloud-based um, uh, situation as it is. So how much competition is going to be there? I don't think it's going to be any more competition than what they have now in, in that arena. So I don't, don't believe the hype when it comes to that. And also, you know, Microsoft Teams, I mean, it's, it's great how they do it. I, I, the, the problem that I've always had with Microsoft is that they force you to do things. I don't like being forced to do things. Okay, I, if I buy your product, don't force me to go have Skype. Don't force me to have Outlook. Don't force me to do things I don't want to do. But still, they force you because if you don't do it, guess what? You will not be able to use the product. Ain't that something. Okay, so that's what happens there. You know, so they're forcing you to to go into their ecosystem. Apple, different story. It's voluntary. You voluntarily go in there knowing, knowing that you cannot use anything outside of Apple for Apple, even though Apple made a deal with Google for the social distancing thing. But, you know, the the, the COVID thing, uh, the, the, the bottom line is, is that, you know, forcing someone to do a thing because that's what you want. Uh, it's, it's not cool. You hear that, Microsoft? It's not cool. Uh, that's the, you, you shouldn't do stuff like that, but they do it anyway. Uh, anyway, the, the, the situation with Teams is that they're enhancing it. They're, they're starting to integrate with uh, video and uh, chat uh, systems so that you can communicate within you know, your teams and everything a little, little easier. You know, and this is going to weigh on companies like Slack.
It's going to weigh on, on companies like Zoom. And then the reason being, and, and, and it's, it's going to bring competition to Facebook in, in, in a different way, okay? But, you know, the reason being is that now you're offering users a one-stop shop for a lot of things. The thing, and I, I talked about it earlier with, with Penske Media, you know, the, the, the thing that comes up is competition, you know, as as huge companies. You know, Amazon, Microsoft, you know, I mean, these big players, Salesforce, you know, as they're they're going and doing this, okay, and they're creating things within their ecosystem, they could essentially be shutting out innovation that's, that would be coming from a smaller company or an entrepreneur, okay? And that is where I see the sad part of things because, you know, beyond America, just in technology itself, it's about doing and building and growing and adding something to the world. Thomas Edison, you know, if he was able to stifle Tesla, we wouldn't have the electricity we have today. You know, same way if Thomas Edison, you know, gave up, we wouldn't have light bulbs. We wouldn't have a lot of things. We wouldn't have the radio, TV, moving pictures, as they called it, you know, but yes, yes, films and movies and Hollywood. Um, so I, I think that competition is healthy. I think competition, you know, it, it you know, should be uh, well, should be embraced. I don't think that the big companies um, should have the ability to uh, to stifle out competition. You know, look when Facebook, uh, and this is a big thing with Facebook, they went and they they acquired Instagram. People thought they were crazy spending a billion dollars for the company. I thought they were a little crazy, but they're not so crazy now. You know, but at the same time, when they went and they they acquired the company, they stifled competition, and they and they they put it into their ecosystem. And this is where it gets interesting. I think the next couple of years, we're going to have a lot of interesting things happening happening in technology, um, as far as you know, big companies, um, you know, probably having uh, getting additional pressure from the government. You know, do I think that uh, a Facebook or, or a Microsoft or an Amazon or a Google, for that matter, uh, that they're doing anything wrong? Well, they're doing business. They're doing business. However, however, I do say that you have to go and allow for competition. You gotta let you gotta let the smaller guys come in and build and grow. You know, this is where this is how you got the slack and the zooms and 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 and, and all these other companies. But you know, they're they're you know they're predicting that Microsoft is going to snatch a lot of um, of uh, well, they're gonna they're gonna snatch a lot of the business that's there that Slack could be getting or Slack has now. So it's gonna be interesting. Okay, you know, Megahoot. Is, is 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 a company that is diversified is multifaceted it's involved in different areas artificial intelligence it's involved in uh, private collaboration platforms that are secure it's involved in in augmented reality uh involved in facial recognition involved in in different areas that gives it uh various 
revenue streams. Uh, the 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 one of the one of the uh, arms of Megahood is VeroHive, and that's a private collaboration platform. Yeah, you, know, you can go on there. You can have video conferences. Uh, you can have, and I know it's coming, that you can have a. Um, you can broadcast a show, you know, if you're, if you're, say, a politician or something, or, or you are speaking to a large number of people, you can broadcast a show. Now, does a YouTube and other other uh, platforms do this? Sure, they have that as well. You know, the thing is with with VeroHive is that for companies, you know, all all of this stuff can be white labeled for them. That's the big difference. Okay, and uh, there are a lot of other things that are coming along with it and the beauty of it it's cost effective basically it'll be cheaper than what you're you're paying now for other things and you'll have more control of your situation so um you know a lot of th good things are coming from megahood great teams there making things work making things work there are a couple of ap applications right now that um the public could enjoy and that's you know the Vero Hive uh, app itself, where you can have video conferences and and share documents and then share screens and have a whiteboard where you can actually go and share your thoughts on the whiteboard. And a number of things are coming uh, with that. And then Secure Hive has the social distance monitor. Now that's interesting. Uh, and that's and and I need to say it. It's free for any small business. Period. The end where a small business can go and utilize SecureHive, the social distance monitor, and it works with their IP system, their IP camera system. So basically, it, it, it gets inserted in there. It's an application they download for free, and it gets inserted in there, and they can utilize it so they can prove that they are in compliance with social distancing guidelines. Uh, you have a lot of small businesses in the United States that are getting fined. They're open. They're getting fined, saying they're not complying. Okay, Secure Hive, the social distance monitor, what it does, it has social distance. It, it shows you where if you're six feet apart, you're safe. As you get closer, it warns you, and then if you're in the danger zone, it lets you know there's danger. Whoever is monitoring the cameras, they know. So you don't have someone, you don't have to have someone measuring, saying, oh my God, you're too close. No, let, let the cameras do the work. Let technology do the work. Mass detection. Uh, you can you'll detect if some detect if someone's wearing a mask or not, okay. And then you'll have you have a people count. You count how many people are coming in, so you can keep track of stuff if you need. If you can only be at X capacity, that you can keep track of who's inside, okay. And uh, the, these are standard. The, this is standard and and uh, for the social distance monitor. And I need to say it again. It is free, 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 free for any any business, any small business to utilize. And even a big business if they want to utilize it. it. You know, it was developed for the better of people, the better of the world. So it's it's an application that can be used by who anyone that can that can find a need or a use for it to help them with their business. Okay, so you know, you can find out more on Verohive.com. You can find out more about Secure on SecureHive.com. And, of course, you can find out more about Megahood at Megahood.com. And, you know, I, on Money Never Sleeps, we're bringing uh, more to the table uh, in, in, the, in the coming days and weeks. Uh, we are looking to, you know, have some guests on to talk about different, you know, areas of, of anything. You know, but a lot of times you'll hear me. You hear me, so if you enjoy hearing me, you know, tune in. And and I, I need to say it, I appreciate 
you guys tuning in. I appreciate you listening. And thank you. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for being around for the past decade as the show has been around. And I'm going to be back with you next time. And we're going to... We're going to pick some other uh, things to talk about. You know, we're, you know, of course, it's going to be based on what's happening. But also, I'm going to throw some things at you that will make you think. All right, until next time, you guys have an awesome trading day and an awesome rest of the week. And I'll be back with you on the next episode of Money Never Sleeps Radio. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez's affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.